Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers, and I'm certainly not like the tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance, and he dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh, God, be merciful to me. For I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Shall we pray? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, what we've... um, heard this morning and for our time of worship, will you just focus our hearts now as we come to uh, hear your word, will you help us to focus on what it is you want us uh, to to learn and and to say, Father. So thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And also, Lord, sorry, I, I just want to thank you, Lord, that I'm not like Hannah, actually. Just bless her, Lord, because she, she really needs your help today. I mean, she's not quite like me, who's nearly perfect in every way. Yes, and Lord, I thank you that I'm not like Jordan. Thank you that, you know, he really needs your rescuing God. I mean, look at his face. He really needs your help. And God, would you help me? I need your help because I need to live with this face for a few years longer. And, and thank you, Lord, that I'm not like Hannah because I actually put the bins out every week. And do you know, I do it with such a loving and humble attitude, and I don't look for any gratitude at all. And thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not like Jordan, who leaves his clothes all over the floor. Father, I thank you that I'm not like him, because if I was, then we wouldn't see the floor at all. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that I'm not like my wife, who is frankly the most stingy person I know. And yes, so Lord, I just want to say thank you that it is me who makes us a generous family. Thank, Thank you, Lord, Lord that I'm, I'm not, not like, like her. him. <laughs> okay, kids, we've got some worksheets for you. For those who are here, you can grab some, and Jordan's going to begin. I'll put them at the back for you, all right? Good stuff. So do you ever get caught up in comparing yourself to other people? That's something that I find really quite easy sometimes. And it makes, you so, it makes you feel so good to see the flaws in others. And it's really simple to do. So sometimes I'm like, thank you, God. I'm not like that person at work who doesn't clean up after themselves. And thank you, God, that Hannah and I, most of the time, aren't like the couple down the street that argue and shout at each other. And thank you, Lord, that I don't have a criminal record like the people I see on TV. It's so easy, and it's something that can make you feel so great. But thankfully, it's something that Jesus addressed in this parable that we're going to look at today. So in the parable, Jesus presents to us two types of character. One was a godly man who followed the laws of God's people. He dedicated his life to serving God and understanding the religious scriptures of the day. And the other was a tax collector. 
He was a man that was despised by God's people. He, and he was a man that knew deep down that he didn't really deserve the grace of God. And yet it was this man that was found to be justified before him. But how does that make sense? Like, what's, what's going on there? How do, we, like, how do we compute that? This parable is so beautiful. and I, I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite. Um, because Jesus explains to all the people listening and to us today that it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done, that God is always ready to receive the unrighteous when they call on him. That's brilliant. God is always ready to receive the unrighteous when they call on him. That means there's hope for me, and it means there's hope for us as well. The simple truth is we've all fallen short of the glory of God, and we all need to be made righteous before God. But in the story, it looks like it's a bit more about how we go about that um, that puts us in right standing with him. So both men went to the temple that day to pray. That was their custom. And we read that the Pharisee focused on himself and his own achievements to find himself justified. But what he failed to realize was that justification comes only from God. It doesn't come from yourself or himself, and it doesn't come from other people. You could go as far to say that the Pharisee didn't really pray when he went to the temple. He was just indulging himself in self-congratulation and arrogance because he was saying all these things um, about I, 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 and I'll come on to that in a moment. But I have to say, Pharisees do often get a bit of a bad rap in the Bible. I'm, I'm sure they're not all bad all the time. Um, but yeah, this one, like I said... Uh, this parable was aimed at self-righteous people. So Jesus was there talking to a group of people, and among them, um, Luke accounts that these people were self-righteous. And Jesus wasn't afraid to confront people and teach people where they were going wrong. So to give some context to the story, if you didn't know already, Pharisees were religious leaders of the day. Um, they were people that other people actually looked up to. And they, ed, they were well-educated, they understood scriptures. So for Jesus to say that these people were unjustified and to say that a tax collector, who was a person who would have been comparable to like a thief at the time, um, and to say that that person was justified was very controversial in the day indeed. So as I was saying, the Pharisee focused on himself in the, par in the passage, he refers to I five times. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people, cheaters, sinners, and adulterers. I am certainly not like the tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of my income. And what I love is the tax collector said one simple line, which was, oh God, be merciful to me, because I am a sinner. That was it. There was no special words. There was no speech about what he'd done or his own deeds. He simply went humbly before God. Simply, humbly before God. So the contrast between these two characters and their prayers enables us to gain a clear understanding of how God wants us to approach him. Jesus finishes the parable by revealing which of the two characters left the temple right standing before him. For 
who exalt themselves will be humbled, and who humble themselves will be exalted. It really is as simple as that. Brilliant. Amazing. And so uh, it, it is, it's, it's as simple as that, isn't it? And I, for the next few moments, we're just going to be talking about, well, how do we then approach God? This parable is, is very clear on how we do that. But the challenge is, well, how do we approach God? It's so true that this parable enables us to see and understand how God wants us to approach him. And I wonder what the answer to the question would be. Well, how do you approach God? In the last week, how have you approached God? Have you? If we have ever. How have you approached God? And when approaching something or someone, uh, we, we change compared, you know, it depends what it is, is the way we approach it. So if there's a barking dog uh, across the street, uh, we may run and hide. Anyone run from dogs that are barking at them? Well, you're all brave, I would. Okay, so if a dog is barking and looks really aggressive, well, we may approach that situation by running away. Or we may approach it with kind of sensitivity, like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm a nice person. You'd approach it differently to a calm dog, right? Or how would you approach a baby? We've got baby Phoebe here with us. And uh, baby Jemima, she was born 11 weeks early. Uh, that's Anna and John Hughes. But she's doing really well. But she's tiny. She is so tiny. She was about 750 grams. How would we approach Jemima? We would approach her with sensitivity and hushed tones because she's so tiny. How would we uh, approach uh, someone who'd just given us a gift? We may approach them with Thanksgiving. Oh, wow, thank you so much. It's amazing. Thank you. I can't wait to, to try that out or to use this. Or if uh, family members or a friend has just come back from a long holiday, how would we approach then we'd approach them, oh, it's great to see you. We'd approach them with enthusiasm. We've missed you so much. Welcome, welcome back. We love you. It's different ways, don't we, of, of approaching different things, different people. And I wonder how we approach, how you approach God. How do we do that? When approaching God uh, the past week, I, I wonder what words you started with. Uh, what words you started with this week when approaching God. It might have been something like, uh, Father, we ask that you would bring peace to this world of hurt. It might have been, uh, Holy Spirit, would you come and make yourself obvious to us here now? It might have been, Jesus, would you heal our friend who is sick? It might be, God, you know how hard things are at the moment. Would you help us? And it might even be, God... Manchester United are doing so well. May they go on to win the league. In Jesus' name, we pray. I wonder how you've approached God with, with you know, it's so easy, isn't it, to begin with request. To begin with, oh God, can you do this? God, can you do this? Oh, can you just give me this? It's so easy to start with our approach to God with request. And to be honest, begin, yes, but also end with. Sometimes it can just be a shopping list, isn't it? We sometimes talk about approaching God with a shopping list. Is that the right way to approach God? But 
the challenge, I guess, for us is, as Jordan and I were praying and preparing for today, the challenge we believe we are faced with is this challenge of uh, approaching God like the tax collector who came before God broken. He was broken. God, have mercy on me for I am a sinner. Have mercy on me. I wonder how often we've said that whilst approaching God. The tax collector was so aware of his brokenness and his need for a saviour. And I don't know about you, but I find it such a challenge, a real challenge of going, okay, well, well, how do I approach God? Do I approach God in this way? Because if I don't, then maybe I should change my approach. Maybe I need to, maybe I need to change something in my prayer life, in my approach to the God of the universe. It's so uh, easy, isn't it, in this culture in which we live to wear a mask. You know, we always talk about uh, we don't like two-faced people or, you know, it's so frustrating when we, we see things go beho- going on behind closed doors. And we, we're all guilty of that, aren't we, of wearing a mask. It, even today you might have worn a mask. Even this week or at work or uh, in your family, sometimes we can wear masks. And yet the tax collector didn't wear a mask at all. He was honest, he was vulnerable, and he knew his brokenness. One of the great privileges I've had is going to Bible college. Uh, Ben and I went to the same one, Moorlands in uh, Bournemouth, and it really was amazing. Uh, But one of the things I noticed as I arrived was people arrive, I I was guilty of this, uh, we arrive and we really think we know a lot. We really think we know a lot about the Bible and we uh, really think we know a lot about the church. And and yet as time goes on, as, as you know, as you travel further into the degree, you realize, wow, I don't know anything. I have a lot to learn. And I find that with this challenge as well, that actually as time goes on, I realize how broken I am. As I journey through and travel through the years uh, that have gone by, I realize how many issues I actually have and how many things I've got to learn. And how much baggage I'm actually carrying. And so as time goes on, I realize, wow, I'm broken. I need to come before God. I need to approach him like this tax collector. Because I am. I am in need of him. Now, I don't know if many of you know Martin Luther. Not Martin Luther King. Different Martin Luther. I was trying to say it when I was practicing. Martin Luther King. It's not Martin Luther King. Just Martin Luther. He was a German. He was a German theologian. And he was uh, very uh, famous in his day. Uh, and he was famous for um, something he uh, called the 95 Theses. And these were basically statements that he believed the church should uh, make as their foundation. Other than the Bible, obviously. He, he thought these statements were really good to, to base the church on. And the first one really shocked people. The first of this 95. Now, the first is important, right? It's the first one. It's the first one people read. If they get bored halfway through, they've read the first one. And the first one read this. When our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said, repent, in Matthew 4, 17, he willed the entire life of believers to be one of repentance. Now, at first class, it seems very strange. Because, you know, we thought God is all about love and grace and and, and so it, it can seem strange that, well, hold on, he's saying that we'll never be good enough or we'll always have something to strive for. We're not as, as good as we can be. And the process will actually never come to fulfillment. And yet he actually meant the complete opposite to that. 
He made it first because he believed that repentance actually brings freedom. It actually brings freedom. And it's the start of the process of becoming more like Jesus. I think that's so profound that he put it first and went, actually, no, having a heart of confession, having a heart of repentance of going, actually, God, every time I approach you, I'm going to realize that I'm broken and I'm nothing without you. And that's why Jordan and I love this parable that goes, well, the tax collector got it. He got that. He came before God. He approached him with a repentant heart. We believe, don't we, that God has paid the price, has paid the debt off that we owed. And yes, that is what the Christian faith is all about. The grace, the love. And yet he still calls us to a life of repentance. To go, do you know what? Yes, I am free. Yes, there is no condemnation for those in Christ. Yes, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of Jesus. But we still make mistakes. We still mess up. And I don't know about you, but I do it daily. And so this repentant heart, this tax collector heart, it is a challenge for us to go, actually, I, I really need to repent daily. And if we begin to approach God this way, as I said, it does bring that freedom. And I, I guess it doesn't make sense, does it really? You know, repent, well, how, how does that give us freedom? But it's true. God asks us to be a people of repentance and then our freedom will come. Now, I guess the, the, something that Jordan and I want to present to you is, will you join us? Will you join us in this week approaching God differently? Will you join us? Because it's challenged us and we want to get better at this. When we approach God, when we begin to talk with him, why don't we start by going, oh God, be merciful to us because we are sinful. And what we're going to do now is uh, there's going to be some questions on the screen just for us to think about our own personal relationship with God. And they say this, so the first one would, would you, let's be honest with ourselves, shall we? Uh, if we can't be honest in the church, good grief. All right, so would you say that you are more like the Pharisee or the tax collector at the moment? This week, how have we been? Have we been more like the Pharisee or have we been more like the tax collector? And number two, well, what things do we need to ask forgiveness for? Has there been something we, we thought this morning? Is there something that we did yesterday? Is there something that we said a moment ago that we thought, ah, that didn't honor God. I'm sorry, God. Would you have mercy on me? Because I am a sinner. And then the third one is, how will you approach God differently this week? Why don't we use specifics? Well, God, you know what? When I start my journaling or when I wake up every morning, I'm putting an alarm on my phone at nine o'clock to go, why don't you repent? Ask God, God, would you reveal to me the areas in which I have fallen short? God, I repent. Be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. So just as music plays, uh, we're just going to have a moment of just me and you, uh, me and God, you and God, of going, well, hold on, God, let me be honest with you, and let's have this conversation. So music will play uh, just for a few moments. Let's reflect on these questions. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.